This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com and buy the ham station. Get your new radio or antenna by calling 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. It's Ham Radio with Neo Rap. Here we go. Welcome to Ham Talk Live. Call in, let's talk. Neil's your guy. Ham Talk Live. Here we go on Ham Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's time for another episode of Ham Talk Live, episode number 31. Skylar Fennell, KD0WHB, the 2016 Bill Pasternak Newsline Young Ham of the Year, recorded live on Thursday, September 15th, 2016. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Skylar Fennell, KD0WHB, the 2016 Bill Pasternak Amateur Radio Newsline Young Ham of the Year, and we will take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week on Ham Talk Live, Sam Rose, KC2LRC, and Sterling Coffee, N0SSC, were here to talk about Youngsters on the Air Camp in Austria, which they attended and how they plan to bring a similar event to the United States. If you missed that show, you can listen at any time at hamtalklive.com on demand, or you can download it through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or you can also catch us on YouTube. So get your questions ready to go for Skylar. After the introduction, you can call us on Skype. That username is hamtalklive, or you can call us on our telephone, uh, line, it's 812-NET-HAM-1, 812-NET-HAM-1, 638-4261. You can also tweet your questions at HamTalkLive, and uh, you can also post a comment on the HamTalkLive.com website. So I'll be back with Skylar, KD0WHB, right after this word from the ham station right here on HamTalkLive. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by The Ham Station. For 35 years, The Ham Station has brought new and used radios, antennas, accessories, and equipment to the amateur radio community. Give Jeff or Dan a call at 1-800-729-4373 or order online at hamstation.com. Ham Station carries all the major brands like Icom, Yezu, and Kenwood. Shop from a wide selection of radio scanners MFJ accessories, Heil Sound products, Mirage and Ameritron amplifiers, Cushcraft antennas, and more. Easy online shopping and fast shipping are waiting for you at hamstation.com or call 1-800-729-4373. The Ham Station, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Sorry for the delay. Your host is reading a book on anti-gravity, and he just can't put it down. Ham Talk Live with Neil Rap. 
Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. The ham station has you covered for both new equipment and used equipment. You can try it out right there in the store. Give Dan or Jeff a call at 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com and tell them you heard it on Ham Talk Live. Be sure to listen to Ham Talk Live every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at hamtalklive.com. And if you miss the show, you can download the podcast from the website and most popular podcasting websites. Skylar Fennell, KD0WHB, is 18 years old from Denver, Colorado. He's an amateur extra class license holder since 2014. Uh, He became a ham in 2013. Uh, Skylar is the 2016 ARRL Rocky Mountain Division Young Ham of the Year, as well as the recipient of the Rocky Mountain Division Technical Achievement Award this year. At the Huntsville Ham Fest last month, he was presented with the 2016 Bill Pasternak WA6ITF Amateur Radio Newsline Young Ham of the Year Award. Skylar's interest in basic electronics began when he was in the fourth grade, He built a laser spirograph, audio amplifiers, and a high-voltage transformer driver or two. And a high school friend, Jordan Walters, KD0MLV, introduced Skyler to amateur radio when he was a freshman in high school. That led uh, Skyler to becoming a ham and engaging in many technical projects. Skyler started operating satellites and became a net control and webmaster of the Colorado Satellite Net. He began working with the AB0BX STEM School Amateur Radio Club in nearby Littleton, Colorado, and got involved in the group's near-space balloon launches. He became project manager for its 440 MHz repeater and helped put together an all-star and Echolink repeater for students, serving as a mentor for the construction of the project. He also added all-star to several area repeaters, Skyler started the Denver School of the Arts Amateur Radio Club in August 2015 and was trustee of the club called KE0FXH. This past May, Skyler spoke at the Youth Forum at the Dayton Hamvention on the topic, Homebrewing on a Budget. He's an Eagle Scout, a rank he achieved at age 13. He also combined his interest in cycling and amateur radio, assembling a bicycle mobile setup with VHF and UHF radios. Skyler is also an accomplished pianist and earned the first place trophy in the recent U.S. International Duo Piano Competition in Colorado Springs this past February. He's currently a freshman at New Mexico Tech, where he is majoring in electrical engineering. So, Skyler, welcome to Ham Talk Live. Thanks so much for having me tonight. Um, it's a pleasure to be here, and... Uh, um, I'm excited uh, for the show tonight. Um, anyway, sounds like you have a pretty cool amateur radio club there with a lot of students, and uh, really excited to uh, speak with you tonight. Yeah, we've had uh, we've had some really good luck with that. I know you've you've met uh, a couple of those students, um, and uh, we've had a good time. And I know that uh, the uh, STEM school. Uh, group, you know, I know a couple of the people out there, and um, that's an excellent group, also. So uh, glad you were able to uh, participate in things uh, with them. Uh, we're also joined tonight by Amateur Radio Newsline's Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT, 
Uh, we I talked to Don Wilbanks, AE5DW, and he had planned on being here, but somehow we, we kind of mixed up which week it was. And then this week he came up with some lame excuse that it was his wedding anniversary, and he probably shouldn't miss that. So um, Don's not here, but as we lovingly call her at Amateur Radio Newsline, Karen the News Squirrel is with us tonight. Hi, Karen. How are you doing, Neil? I'm very pleased to be here. I'm also very pleased that Don Wilbanks is a good husband, <laughs> a good and loving husband to his wife and is off celebrating. So uh, I hope we can uh, we can do this uh, award and Skylar justice in Don's absence and uh, and get the message out about Young Ham of the Year. Absolutely. So happy anniversary to Dawn and Dawn and, and, and Dawn's wife, Dawn deserves a medal for being married to Dawn. So that, that, that's a good thing. So Dawn, thanks for, for all of that. And, and Skylar, you know, we teach a lot of things in school. We, we teach a lot of, you know, science and, and, history and math and, and English and everything. And, and you get to learn a lot about those things. And you've had a chance to learn a lot about science. And then at the School for the Arts, you, you focused a lot on your music and, and all kinds of things. But there's one thing that they may not teach you, and that is you don't forget birthdays and anniversaries. Okay, Don may be a little crazy at times, but he's very smart man. <laughs> so that's that's one of those life lessons that you just got to pick up along the way. So, so now that okay. you've been the uh, the young ham of the year for a few weeks, how did you enjoy your trip to Huntsville and the award ceremony? And and uh, tell us about what what's happened since. Well, I had a great time in Huntsville. It was kind of a hectic week though um had to we drove down with my dad down to new mexico from colorado to set up uh at college and we had to take a flight out friday um just to make it to uh, huntsville friday night but of course um the flight got canceled so um we arrived there at around noon on saturday um and uh had a great time at the ceremony and met um a lot of great people. Uh, Chris, the Hiram Percy Maximum Award, is a great kid. And uh, unfortunately, we had to leave Sunday morning to get back to college and start on sun- on Monday. So kind of a busy weekend, but I had a, a great time in uh, Alabama. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I had to miss it. I, I had planned on being there, and uh, it just wasn't working out in the schedule. I kept trying to move everything around. It just, just didn't work, but... Huntsville's always a great time, and I'm glad you got to be there. And you got to see Chris. Chris is uh, Chris is uh, quite a trip himself, so uh, glad you got to uh, to do that. So, um, Karen, I know you, you've got to run here before too long. Uh, stay with us however long you can, but why don't you take uh, a moment to tell us about how Newsline heard about Skyler and his accomplishments and uh, how he was selected as this year's Young Ham of the Year. Absolutely. Absolutely, Neil. Uh, we had a pretty big pool of uh, contenders this year, uh, all of them very tough competition. So uh, I don't envy the committee. Uh, that was not an easy decision to make. 
Now, Skylar, uh, you had <laughs> two people who were very much in agreement on wanting you to be Young Ham of the Year and sent in their applications. Uh, this was not an easy task for one of the folks who nominated you because uh, computer glitches being what they are, uh, the computer containing your nomination froze up and could not be emailed. And we ended up reverting to good old-fashioned snail mail. I had the pleasure of going to the P.O. box here in New York and picking up a um, (laughs) hard copy version of an endorsement of you. And so uh, I confess that while I was scanning it uh, to to, uh, send the scanned pages via email, I read every page and was completely blown away by what you have been able to do in such a short amount of time. And honestly, uh, you embody very much, I think, the spirit of what uh, Bill Pasternak had in mind when he created this Young Ham of the Year Award uh, so many years ago. Uh, It's not an easy decision, and the folks in the committee uh, were impressed by everyone, but you were way above in in so many areas that uh it just seemed it just seemed it was going to be you this year and uh you have had quite a good year i must say so uh things can only get better as time goes on uh we are very excited uh to watch you develop in in the various areas uh where your interest lies and we can't wait to watch you and see what you're going to do next. We will be watching. You know that. <laughs> well, thanks so much. Yeah, Amateur Radio Newsline, um, I think right after I was licensed or maybe even before, or I heard it on just a little VHF radio on uh, the local repeater, and I just really loved listening in. And it's a great program, and Bill Pasternak definitely um, – Seems like a really great guy. He had extremely high standards. Uh, I know I'm meeting him through the friends he left behind when when he passed away and uh, wish I could have known him personally uh, to gather some of his wisdom and, and also really to understand why his standards were what they were. They make for a wonderful show, certainly, and I'm glad you're a, a listener. Uh, but you see, in being the award recipient, you're you're living out a lot of what he believed in. And I think that's such a good thing. You know, the fact that you can carry this legacy forward, uh, carry the hobby forward at a time when technology changes from day to day, from minute to minute. Uh, you know, you're going to be making a living in it, and this is going to be your hobby, and this is your passion, uh, and you will be mentoring countless numbers of people as you as you go into the future and grow and share share what you love and what you believe in. And it's just a great thing. You you are a goodwill ambassador for ham radio and an educator and an advocate. And, and you're you're only a college freshman. There's so much more for you to do. Yeah. Um, thanks so much. And uh, yeah, I've, I really look up to all the people who've mentored me through the hobby. And definitely, I uh, keep on that legacy and mentor other kids and 
get them into the hobby and uh, definitely try my best to keep the hobby uh, going around. Well, I think you will be making news, more news. I think you will be making headlines. I have a feeling this is the first of many conversations uh, you'll be having with us. And Amateur Radio Newsline will certainly be hearing of you again and again over time. All good, all good things. And, you know, we wish you so much success and, and discovery and fun. Because all of that is ham radio. Yeah, definitely. Well, Skyler, um, while we're talking about um, in- inspiring other kids, and I-, I know that you know some uh, have inspired you, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, your inspiration um, to excel in-, in ham radio and and how you got into that and. Um, some of the things that you did um, to receive this award. Okay, well, as you uh, said, I've always just loved um, electronics and always I'm curious about how things work, and that's really what got me into the hobby. Um, when my friend in ninth grade told me about it, it just seemed like everything uh, fit perfectly. And uh, when I finally got my license um, in July of 2013, I... Uh, went to my first ham fest uh, with Jordan, my friend Katie Zero Melvi, and uh, everything there it's, was just everything I would have ever wished for. I've nev- never seen a flea market full of junk, not junk, but electronics and uh, just everything uh, I'd ever want to see. Well, so, let, let's uh, be honest. Some of it is junk. Yeah, not I all guess, of yeah, it, but, I, but I some, have, of it, uh, some of it is junk. Trust me. I may have been a victim of the free pile a little too much that first day. Yeah, that happens. I, uh, it it, it kicked me back when I had to go into college and, uh, figure out where, what to do with all that stuff. (laughs) Um, but anyway, so, uh, after that, I started checking in on nets and, um, really getting to meet people over the air. And that's when I started the amateur satellite net. Um, and, also got interested in internet linking and um, repeaters through that because um, of the different links that I had brought into the net. Um, and eventually I got worldwide coverage through that amateur satellite net and um, that was a lot of fun. Um, so a lot of the projects that I've just really loved building and being a part of or like repeater construction, um, high altitude balloon projects, and um, the STEM school actually got me interested in their high altitude balloon team. And um, from Paul, he heard me over the net and uh, got me to help with the repeater project and uh, give get that going. But anyway, um, yeah, I think just the the biggest inspiration in ham radio is just seeing what I can do with um, stuff and uh, getting things to work and maybe not doing what it's intended to do, but it's always um, always exciting to see some sort of result and uh, just th- there's some plenty of things you can do in the hobby and it's just all really been amazing to me. 
Very good. Well, you're, you're just getting started at college. You, you've just been there for a few weeks now at New Mexico Tech uh, in electrical engineering. So tell us how that's going so far, and uh, tell us about the Ham Radio Club there. Look, sounds like you've got some good things uh, starting back up there at New Mexico Tech. Yeah, um, we just had Club Fair a week ago, and we set up an HF antenna, had um, VHF stuff set up as well, had a little fox hunt demo, and a few other things, and actually managed to get 50 members to sign up. So I I was kind of surprised and excited we got that many, because the little high school club I started, um, maybe barely had three showing up, and... uh, it's kind of hard to get interest, but um, I'm glad we had this much interest in the school, and we'll definitely uh, be working on uh, projects throughout the year. Um, the first meeting we had about 12-ish kids show up, so definitely not the 50, but I think it was a pretty good turnout, and uh, definitely the club uh going to keep it going. Well, that that's actually a good thing because uh, I know with our school, it, we, we have two rigs, but only one real good antenna. So, you know, we may use a rig for listening some, but uh, trying to manage, uh, we had 20 last year, um, and trying to manage 20 people in one radio, it's, it's a little difficult. So... Um, about a dozen, about 12 has, has been in kind of our standard number uh, most years. And, and that seems to work out pretty well if we, we plan it right and, and rotate people through. So um, I think if you end up with uh, a dozen quality members, I, I, think, uh, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I don't think only getting on HF will be our... Uh primary thing i think i'm gonna try to bring the technology in and uh we're gonna set up a repeater get it linked in and work on different projects like that maybe try to get into microwaves and um just try to explore the hobby more um but definitely we are our first thing is to work on getting an actual hf antenna set up and all that figured out because right now it's just kind of a, a room with no antenna hooked up. There's plenty of gear in there, but yeah. Okay, so you do have you do have a room already that uh, that you can use. Yes, um, we were lucky to keep the room. It was kind of in jeopardy over the summer. They were picking up, uh, trying to figure out things, but luckily um, the advisor for the club managed to keep the room. So. We're uh, happy about that. Yeah. Now, I, I've been in those shoes before. When, when I went away to college uh, and went to University of Southern Indiana and tried to get that club started again, um, we did have a, a room um, that was kind of an arrangement with uh, some of the telecom um, stuff for the university. Um, and it was literally a mop closet. There was a sink in the floor. Um, <laughs> there was an air conditioning unit that drained into the sink, into the floor. 
there was room for one chair. Uh, and the humidity was so high in there with that water that uh, it just destroyed the contacts on, on the radios. And so we had to constantly try to, you know, revamp stuff and replace stuff. And, and we kept trying to move out of the mop closet into some other room that didn't have the, you know, that. And we tried to get the drain, you know, rerouted so that it, at least it would be sealed up and everything. And, and we thought we were going to be able to move. And then all of a sudden we thought we were going to have to move uh, because they wanted to take that room and use it for something else. And so, you know, it was tough. We thought we, you know, we may end up losing our space, but uh, fortunately we were able to, to hang on to it. So I've been in those shoes, so I know how that goes, but hopefully uh, that'll work out. And that's good if you've already got some gear and you've got a, a place to do it, why, why that helps. And then um, now I was, a, I used to be a big repeater junkie and I, I still do uh, some repeaters and some IRLP and, and echo link linking and streaming of the repeater and that kind of thing so uh do you have a, a nice high site to put your antenna there or is or is that uh going to be a little lower profile system well there's a few options i'm looking into right now there's a big mountain right to the west of the school um m mountain um and it has amazing coverage i can hit hit it with a handheld in the basement because it's a, a giant tall mountain and uh it's only about maybe three and a half miles line of sight west so that would be a nice site um and it'd be great if we can get up there unfortunately it's very hard to get up to the site because it's the explosive testing facility on the road up on the way so it's uh you have to have only certain people can go up and it it's there's all this rules and stuff so that might be a little tricky but that would be option number 1 um number 2 would be also a pretty good site um for around campus use and probably even 10 miles distance away um at least would be just the top of um the big engineering building and uh that's three or four floors and it has uh already has some antennas up there for something so i don't know if uh yeah, we'd interfere but, with that or they'd interfere with us but and the so nice thing about that too. is your feed line run your your yeah. loss is minimal whenever you do that so that's always cool i've only been able to do that i think once and uh, oh, it sure was nice to not have to have several hundred feet of feed line. Yeah, that's definitely nice. And then I guess the third option, we would have to, it would be only solar powered. Um, and then unfortunately, there's also no internet. So we'd have to have an RF link if we wanted to add one of the linking systems. And that is uh, Timber Peak, which is right across from the Magdalena Observatory. And it, it has a lot of elevation. Um, you can barely see the campus from it. It's farther west, but um, it would definitely also be a good site uh, because I went up on a hike there and there was like a couple solar panels, like a 
bunch of broken antennas and stuff. So there's a Wi-Fi dish like facing towards the dirt. So I think uh, the school does stuff with that as a relay. They use that site as they, I guess, used to use that site as a relay. <laughs> Apparently it doesn't work now because it's all broken, but that would be the third option. And uh, there's probably other stuff. But we're trying to get it put together so we can have a good good thing to propose and uh, try to get a good site. So, yeah, that's uh, the repeater project. Oh, yeah, sounds great. And, and that's always the challenge is getting a, a good site for those, as you know. So that sounds like uh, you've got a few options. <laughs> I tried to so. set up one in my dorm room, and I, I couldn't even make it around campus. Just There's so much RFI around here on two meters. I'm getting all these pulses and stuff, and it, it, I could hear it around campus. It just couldn't hear me very well at all. Because there's just so much local interference. Yeah, that that runs in that runs into things too. Well, um, we're going to take a break here. It's time to pay some of the bills, uh, but we'll be back to take your calls with Skyler right after this message from the Ham Station right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's dime store since 1978, bringing connectors, antennas, cables, and other parts to the world. Scott and Jill travel the country bringing their store to you at HamFest, but you can also order online at pl-259.com or by calling 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL259 and end connectors, audio cables, mobile antennas, and hamsticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even in use on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics is a dealer for MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and HamPro Technologies. Tower Electronics, online at pl-259.com, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. This portion of the show, sponsored by our mystery sponsor, a product so good they are paying us not to advertise it on this program. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Join the conversation. Call us on voice with Skype at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. And we'd like to thank Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show once again tonight to help bring you Ham Talk Live. They'll be at the Peoria, Illinois Superfest this weekend, and next weekend they'll be in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. Call 920-435-2973 or visit their website at pl-259.com and tell them you heard it on Ham Talk Live. Be sure to listen to Ham Talk Live every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here on HamTalkLive.com. Also, make sure you check out our Facebook page and our Twitter feed. Just search for Ham Talk Live. Well, it's time for your calls now, so if you have a question or a comment for Skyler, give us a call. The phone number is 812-NET-HAM-1, 812-638-4261. Give us a call. And uh, you can also uh, Skype us at HamTalk Live, or you can tweet us. The uh, Twitter handle is at HamTalk Live, or you can post a comment 
um, on the website. So go ahead and give us a call, 812-NET-TAM-1. Uh, taking your calls for Skylar Fennell, the 2016 Young Ham of the Year. Now, uh, while we're waiting on the calls, um, Skylar, I know that uh, you've done some of these uh, high-altitude balloon launches, and that seems to be uh, quite the trend with the Young Ham of the Year award winners, it seems like. So why don't you fill us in a little bit on uh, your most recent uh, launch? Okay, yeah. Um, the most recent launch was with the club I started up at my school, Denver School of the Arts. So that was a lot of fun. Um, started a GoFundMe to raise the funds to launch with the Edge of Space Sciences, and that went pretty well. And the final decision on the experiment was a uh, APRS transmitter. We got one donated from... Uh, track sore we got the parts for a APRS tracker um we had a last minute camera that I found in the basement because <laughs> um, we had some extra weight and then the primary payload was a it's called an electrostatic field mill and it measures the it's more the DC electric field so not R, not as much RF but um the DC field um in the atmosphere, and uh, we were testing to see if we could see anything interesting up there, and uh, made a big graph of uh, time versus the amplitude, and saw a lot of spikes, which we thought were lightning, and it kind of varied slowly as it went up and down, so we never quite understood what all the data meant, but it was definitely a fun experiment. Yeah, that, that's a, a cool thing to do, and I know those are, are catching on a lot, and it's, it's cool just to even watch uh, on APRS to just sit back and watch where the thing is going and watch the altimeter on it and, and see where uh, things can go. So that's that's great that you were able to uh, to carry that out. 812-NET-HAM-1 is the phone number, 812-638-4261. If you have a question or comment for Skyler, uh, now's the time to call. We have just a few minutes left, so uh, give us a call, 812-NET-HAM-1, or you can uh, tweet us or uh, post a comment here on the chat. Um, one other thing uh, that we haven't talked about a whole lot uh, is uh, I, un I understand you're quite the accomplished pianist, so so tell us a little bit about uh, about your music. Yeah, well, I uh, started piano at age seven, I think, second grade. Um, we got a baby grand piano donated from my great-grandpa when he had to move to a smaller place. And uh, I always would just pick around on it and try to play stuff. So my parents signed me up for lessons. And, of course, I hated it initially and I didn't want to go. So she found someone else, a Suzuki method, actually, where they focused more on more on the listening and not, not jumping right into the sight reading. But um, And I liked that and eventually kept up with piano and a lot of uh, a lot initially of my parents forcing me but <laughs> definitely I'm glad I stuck with it yeah 
And uh, sometimes they have to do that. I I I know about that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, recently I've been learning jazz at, at my school in the jazz band. I've been exploring other things, but I've mainly mainly played classical music f- for my life and uh, done that. But I'm always uh always like to learn new stuff and explore uh, music with the piano. Very good. Yeah, I, I've played around a little bit, and uh, it's uh, it's always fun to do that. So, um, congratulations on all of your accomplishments with that, and uh, also with uh, the Young Ham of the Year Award and and the Rocky Mountain Division Awards. Uh, congratulations on all of that, and um, just hope that uh, things keep going well for you out there, um, and especially at um, New Mexico Tech, and uh, hope the club gets going uh, and uh, well, and the repeater, and um, we'll have to keep in touch on on the repeater stuff. Maybe I can uh, help you out a little bit on some of that uh, stuff. I've got a garage full, so um, maybe we can we can work out something for you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, that that was one of my big things when I was growing up was, was repeaters. I tried to do DX and see how far away I could get to repeaters. And um, just in the last few years, I've been able to do some of the uh, internet linking, kind of like you're doing. I haven't done the All Star, but uh, we've done uh, Echo IRLP and and uh, some of that stuff. And we did a lot of RF linking, um, is what I did, and remote receivers yeah. and voting and all that kind of thing, and, and it was fun to play around with, and uh, I've had to cut back on the system some, but uh, uh, just uh, it's, it's spread too far out across the state and, and too much time and money uh, to, to keep going, but uh, still do a lot with it, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I uh, My first link that I set up was actually an RF link. It was uh, with the Rocky Mount Radio League. We had their 440 repeater up on Eldorado Mountain. Unfortunately, they had to take that machine down. It, it got too expensive up there. But anyway, um, 440 repeater up there. And then I had a uh, a little mobile radio at my place, which would, uh, it, w- it was just a simple input link. So it just linked like a normal radio, but it would feed all star through the input frequency and uh, the actually doing it wasn't the hard part, but the requirements I had to add um, was kind of crazy. They, they wanted, um, so the PL tone, the subaudible tone for the carrier can't be sent to the link because you don't want all the remote repeaters to hear, um, to hear all the local stuff like the IDs and courtesy beep. But um, the crazy requirement was when there's no links linked up, we want to be able to send PL on the carrier. And when there are links, we'll turn it off. So I had to get some help with the scripts and have it send DTMF on the first initial connection up to the repeater and send another DTMF code after the last connection was lost. So that was a, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Days and days of trying to get it working but uh it was definitely worth it 
And I've been through those some of those battles, so I know exactly what you're talking about. And um, congratulations on on making it work. Sometimes it's it's difficult to do that. Uh, one last thing here. Uh, I know uh, Sterling in Zero SSC was going to be uh, calling in, and he had to catch a flight, so he's going to have to listen to this on delay. But he he brought up a, a video that uh, you guys uh, did uh, with him. Um, a couple of years ago about, uh, you know, not having a radio around and, and, you know, just having your little bow fang and that, and that was it. So, so has your outlook changed a little bit since then? Well, um, definitely when you get a bow fang, there's nowadays a lot you can do with it. I mean, it's cool that it has extended receives. You can listen to different things and, uh, just don't transmit up there, but, um, yeah, I, I still I still use the Balfung for uh, talking into repeaters. There's some features that they did a good job at. A lot of things they I don't like about it, but the Balfung definitely will get you pretty far in the hobby, and uh, definitely for the price, I think it's something worth it. Um, but HF is also a lot of fun, yeah. and uh, and now you're able to to do that now that you have some. Uh some equipment for that yeah definitely that was really nice um of yezu to give that really nice hf rig and i've been playing around with it it's uh so many features it's a lot of fun and uh yeah definitely i just like messing around with stuff and uh the the narrow banding for the commercial radios has really also been a big outlet because You'll have people just giving away that stuff, and uh, it's really nice for linking and building different things out of packet stuff. And um, they're nice radios too. They're they're wideband, but they're and they're not frequency agile, but they're really built well. Um, a lot of those commercial radios that aren't legal anymore for the commercial service. Yeah, that's really freed up a, a lot of stuff. Well, we are out of time, so I'd like to thank Skylar for coming on. And that's a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to everybody out there in cyberspace for listening, and I'll invite you all back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time for a list of all of our upcoming guests. Visit hamtalklive.com. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Don't, 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 don't,